0: Please turn in your Bibles tonight to the book of James, chapter 1. Pastor Stone made reference to a study in Isaiah 53 that I am looking forward to, Lord willing, to start teaching. Maybe next Sunday, maybe in the next couple of weeks. We will, we will start that soon, but for tonight, we're going to be in James chapter 1, and I just don't think we can talk about troubles in the Christian life enough and hear enough from, Word, from God's Word about how we're to deal with those. They are things that we go through all the time. And there's a side of troubles that we can see and we can look at in the flesh. And and I don't need to go into the details of, of how we feel about our troubles and the, the attitude that can get off track. Or even to look at our Father from the wrong angle as we go through our troubles. But there's the other side of troubles we're going to look at tonight. We're going to look once again as as may we always do so from the Word of God, we're going to look at troubles from God's side of troubles to be a help to us tonight. So look with me in James 1, and starting in verse 2, he writes, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I heard about a hotel in the Bahamas. And a lot of people say that it is one of the greatest hotels in all the world. In the center of this hotel is a water park. And in the center of that water park is a water slide that's disguised like an Egyptian pyramid. And as you go down through this water slide, there are these thick glass walls. And on each side of you, as you go down, you see flesh-eating sea creatures all around you. Everything that you see beside you as you go down this slide would eat you up. And it's all over the place. It's surrounding. And as I heard about that description of that water park and that water slide, that makes me think of life. Just living life puts us in a place of danger and trial, and trouble all around us. It's something that's always going to be around. We are going to experience it. Life is like this scary slide. But where this slide had protection for you as you went through this little area of trouble... That's what the Lord has for you and I. There is going to be trouble. He promises trouble. But He will take us through our troubles. Whether we stay in them or whether He delivers us out of them now, we're eventually all going to be delivered from our troubles when He takes us home to glory. But whatever the case, the Lord is going to take us through our troubles. We are going to see the other side of them. And there are four things that take place when we do. And we're going to see this in these eight verses tonight. Seven verses. We will count it. And we will know it. And we will let it. And we will ask it. First of all, let's let's see how we're going to... Count these troubles. Let's see what we're going to count them as. James writes, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. This is definitely the other side of troubles. This is definitely God's point of view. I was thinking as we just sang, I sing praises to your name. I'm so glad for a song service. A song service helps us to worship. And we need to be in a place of worship to really absorb and get on God's side of our troubles. James is bursting forth in the very beginning of this letter, which has only one statement of opening salutation. Not a whole lot of greeting going on. And he jumps right into the problem that the Christians that he was writing to are having a time of trouble, and the help that they need. He immediately addresses the Christian in all kinds of pressures that's going, it's coming left, it's coming right, it's all over the place. And he immediately makes that the first subject. As if There's such an urgency as if the the walls are just rising and the walls are closing in and the suffering that they are going through is starting to suffocate them. This word is no doubt for just those James wrote the letter to. But God's intended it for all of us. Because we all go through many different kinds of of trials. We are crowded with testings in our lives. There's no way to avoid them. They're going to come to pass. And when we look at these trials from the other side, from God's angle, we are not to resent these problems. We are not to treat our problems as an enemy. Our troubles are not to be seen as intruders. But it would be more accurate if we saw our troubles as friends. I'm not exaggerating here. We're just going to the other side. And we're looking at it from God's point of view. You know, I once applied for a job. And I probably said one of the worst things to keep me from getting the job I said, I have no experience in this field whatsoever. And they hired me anyway because they said attitude is 98% of the job. And I'm not saying that attitude gets us through our troubles in life, but when we see our troubles from the other side, our attitude will change in the midst of our troubles. And we will be able to obey the Word because of the Word by faith And trust the Lord. When we view our problems from the angle of faith and obey the Word of God, this is what's going to happen. We're going to count it joy. James goes on to tell us of the positive things that result from our trials through bad things, through hard things. God is up to something good. God is making something easier in eternity for us. And so we're to count it. Count it all joy when we fall into all different diverse kinds of problems in life. But we're not only to count it, we're to know it. Verse 3. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. We agree that patience is something we all need. And God has set something up here. That we get to that sweet characteristic through the area of difficulties in life. The experience of tough circumstances brings us to a knowledge that, hey, we can endure, we can hold up. When we trust the Lord and we go through a trial, we figure out what the Lord's strength is like. We start realizing that we can endure things when we doubted ourselves, we counted ourselves out, but yet we make it through things in life. And so, this is a design of God to show us we can hold up and endure. Life will try to drag us down. The song service was so good tonight. I was sinking deep in sin, but love lifted me. Life will try to drag us down, but God will show us how to endure. Troubles coming our way, they are a test. We have tests in life. Or a putting to the proof of our faith. That's how we will see what kind of faith we have when we go into trials. Faith in our trials produce a patience in us. God is working and up to something good... Through what we call bad things. And He's producing something good. He's producing a patience when we trust Him by faith. When we, but when we go by the, according to the flesh, we come into panic. And we don't deal with problems as we would. Faith. Faith is what we believe about God we just saying praises to His name. And now when we hear His word, we can trust what He says. And so faith is going to produce patience. Faith is what we believe about God. Learning how to deal with our problems, it takes an education and it takes an experience with God. It's something that He is the teacher of. It's something that He can only help us to rise above. There was nothing on this earth for 30 years that I could find to help me to deal with my problems. And I'm not going to air my dirty laundry or glory in sin here tonight. But it's amazing what God helped me to do to deal with things that I got an F in every time I tried on my own. It was failure after failure after failure. But then faith came. Faith, what we believe about God, what we believe about His Word, by faith, we learned in the experience that we can count it that we can count it all joy, that we can know it, that we can count tribulation as an occasion of rejoicing and knowing it's an opportunity for faith to be in action, exercising and developing in us the ability to endure what life is going to bring until the day we go home to glory. Oh, how... Desperate we are for this. When we endure and persevere through temptations, what we say we believe about God is seen. That's a good witness. It was a good witness to me to see some Christian going through trials when I was a baby in Christ, still am in many ways, But to see them handle a situation unlike anybody in my environment all my life. I saw their faith. I saw that there was success in them that I never found in anyone else or anything else in life. What we say we believe is seen as we are able to successfully endure trials. To count it all joy. To know that the trying of our faith worketh patience. We count it. We know it. And then we're to let it. Verse 4. But let patience have her perfect work that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We will let this gaining of strength and experience and ability by what we believe about God and experience from God during hard times of our lives come to possess a power over us. God really shows up in time of trouble when we will look to Him and we will trust Him. He shows up and He shows out in our lives in time of trouble. I see Christians going through their troubles and I see them hating their troubles just as I can, but I also see the power of God working in their life. I see divine aid from heaven in the children of God as they go through troubles, as they let patience have her perfect work. When we submit to God to command our lives through our conflict, the result is going to be this sweet spirit experience of patience that we need in our lives. You know, the joke is, the Christian is not to pray for patience because that's inviting trouble into our lives. And we're never going to invite trouble. This is not a pep rally to get us excited about trouble, but just to know that troubles are coming and what God's going to do in the midst of our troubles. Patience gives you and I the upper hand over the power of trials in our lives. And James says, let it. Let patience have her perfect work. It's a must. It's very necessary. It's very important. Because if the power of trials are coming upon us, without the maturing in patience in our lives, it will keep us from worshiping God. It will just flat interrupt us. The power of trials without the maturing in patience will keep us depressed and defeated instead of rising in victory as the Lord would have to happen. So we're to let it happen. We're to let patience have her perfect work. Let God guide us through the troubles until the patience process is fully developed the other song we sang. We carry our burdens instead of taking them to the Lord in prayer. Why do we bear this heavy load when we can just take them to the Lord? That's real. That's everyday life. And that's the dysfunction you and I can get in when God has A great work to do in us. You know, the journey with Jesus through troubles is kind of like that snowstorm that comes about. The snowstorm is extremely harsh when it comes our way, but after, after when it starts to melt, it refreshes the earth again. And you see that pattern? Because this is the pattern that James is trying to encourage Christians in through their time of trouble that they're going through. There's something refreshing that will come out of it. God is making us worth something. God is making us valuable in a way through troubles that wouldn't happen any other way. It's His design and it's what He's doing. This is what... Faith will tell us about our God and our trials that our problems are helping us to be completed. They're part of the process, they're part of what God is doing in our lives. They are assisting in helping you and I to attain godliness, they are contributing to the conforming of our lives to be like that of God's dear Son. The word of faith says our troubles are accomplishing Christ-like character. This is what we understand by faith. This is the other side of trials. This is the other angle from God's perspective. So anything contradictory which I have a list of those actions in my life. Anything contradictory, it's not of faith, it's not true, it's not right. It's kind of like the painter who painted this black and white storm on canvas. And this little colorful bird he painted sitting there on a branch on a tree right in the middle of that storm. And that bird singing a song. And that is the peaceful experience of the character of God that will blossom in our lives in the midst of our trials. In the midst of our burdens. Paul prayed three times to let this thorn in the flesh be gone from me. And the Bible says, my grace is sufficient for thee. In everyday simple terms, you could say that God was telling him, you're going to be able to learn to live with it. Because of my grace in your lives, you're going to be able to learn to live with it. And the result, the end of verse 4 there, we will be entire wanting nothing. There's no doubt that we're going to be sore from our trials in life. But the end, we're going to be satisfied. Count it. Think about that. Satisfied because we've experienced what we believe about God. And He has affected us positively in our afflictions. We will find the Word of God to be true. That will be our ultimate experience. I haven't said anything that many Christians do not know here tonight. I believe we know what James has said. And we've made jokes about counting it all joy, maybe. It's not a joke, but we do. We know these things. There's a big difference in knowing these things and doing these things. If we do not have this in practice in our lives, here's the real complicated instructions for it. Ask it. Ask for it. Verses 5 through 7. If any of you lack wisdom, the ability to apply this angle, this side, this understanding, this process of trials, if we lack the ability to apply this, what do we do? Let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Ask for it. Ask for the ability to apply what we know. Oh, I know. I know this. I I know, Brother Kenneth. I know, Preacher. I know what the Bible says. Applying this. This is what... We need to be able to do. It's one thing to know something. It's another to do it. If we don't know. How to persevere in our problems. Which can be many Christians. We're to ask for it. From the one with power. Over our problems. Who allowed these problems. To pass through our lives. He sounds like a good person to ask for. The help from. Let him ask of God or make withdrawals from our unlimited line of credit with God how about, the, how about looking at faith in paralleling it with the financial we have an unlimited line of credit with our father if we want to please God we're going to ask him for the ability to do so What what do we think sometimes? We can go through our trials and we can kind of think that maybe we can drift off to the place where we think maybe God owes us something. God's not doing something right. God's not pleasing us. Trials are coming. He promises it. There's no guilt on Him for that. He promises tribulation. In this world there will be much of it. We must much we must through much tribulation enter the kingdom of heaven. We know this. We need to please God. And we please God for asking him for the help in this time of trouble. For peace in our problems, we're to go to God. We're to pray to the Lord. We're to pray to the Lord in faith. Nothing else. Nothing on the side. No, no earthly device on the side. Or no, no one we're going to look to rely on possibly. As well as asking Him. We go to Him. Like a little baby with their arms up. Wanting mama or daddy to pick them up. We go to Him. And we go to Him solely. We ask of Him by faith. I've heard this statement in this church and I've heard it other places as well. And it helped me so much. You can do more than pray after you've prayed. But you cannot do more than pray until you've prayed. Let him ask of God. Go to your father who loves to give freely. You don't have to walk a line and try to impress God to earn something from him. Everything that God gives, he gives it freely. And it's the same in this ability to see trials from his side and to go through trials from his side to walk through this from the other side. Someone said, if in process you do not know how to meet your problem, he has only to ask God that giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not. God doesn't make us feel foolish or guilty when we go to Him for help. I asked a million questions in Sunday school when I thought I was saved, but I was really lost. And the reason why I did is because the Sunday school teacher said, There are no stupid questions. In Christianity, if you're asking a question about God's Word, there are no ridiculous questions. He never made me feel silly for asking the most simple thing. And God giveth to all liberally and upbraideth not. It doesn't come with a burden when you ask God for wisdom. When you ask God for this ability to walk through your troubles from His side of things, He doesn't make us feel foolish. He doesn't make us feel like He owes us a thing, that we owe Him a thing. When we ask, trusting Him, and we ask according to His will, we ask by faith, we have it with no reservations, with no hesitation, with no criticism with no indecision, no doubting on God's part. But verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It's so simple to ask and receive. That's the process. But if it isn't by faith, we shouldn't expect anything at all. I'm sure I've told this story at some point in time over the last ten years. But I heard a real story from someone close to me about a about a prayer service they were in every Wednesday night for several months. And they prayed for a lot of people. And there was one specific thing, one specific family, and one specific burden that they were asking the Lord to lift. And they prayed. And they prayed for months. And then... The answer was no. God answered. God answered faithfully. But someone said, after praying for three months, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Double-minded man's unstable in all his ways. If it isn't by faith, we shouldn't expect anything. Faith amazes Jesus. Jesus loves faith. Faith is given by the Word. And we can grow in faith. And God wants us to come to Him in faith. And that bar's not set real high. Look, faith is a grain of mustard seed, moves mountains. But we must come to Him by faith. It's to be all dependence on Him, going back to Him over and over. We pray, we seek, we ask, we count it all joy. Nothing changes. It just continues as it is. And what do we do next? We, we go back to God again. We go back to Him over and over and over. We have no other headquarters, no other help but Him. And there's not another thought of going anywhere else until we come to the other side of our calamity. And the other side of our calamity might be in it. He might leave us in it. But it will be success. If that's His will. We may be delivered here. It may be in heaven. But we trust Him. And we're not victorious just because we come out of it. We're victorious in it. That thorn stayed with Paul throughout his life. And He was victorious with the thorn. I pray we can leave here this evening believing this. Truly believing this. That it will be a help. That in our time of heavy burdens, God's producing something great. God is putting us through the fire but we're coming out refined. He's making us worth something. I hope we leave believing that God will give us the wisdom, that God will give us the patience when we go through things with Him by faith and we're trusting Him and trusting Him only. And that we can apply what He gives us, and see success no matter what. We might praise Him after the storm, but let us praise Him in the storm just as well. Because He is always up to something good. Count it, know it, let it, and ask it. If that could help us to remember what God has said to us about our trials tonight that we might be helped. We're, We're leaving out a category of one person, though. And that would be for anyone here tonight who has never trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life. Not born again. There are multitudes of people in this world who are very religious. Fifteen years ago, the statistic was 95% of all human beings pray to something or someone. That's never seemed to be the statistic of those who truly know God, who have been born again. I'm not talking about a religious experience I'm not talking about a time maybe that that someone was sick and and you prayed for them. And you thought that that hooked you up with God. And, And some of you may think that that sounds silly and I'm not making fun, but you can knock on people's doors in the neighborhood behind us here and that's what you will get for an answer of someone's salvation. Salvation doesn't happen before realizing we're a sinner and we would go to hell without Jesus Christ. Trusting Jesus is not just something good to do. It's something desperate that we all need. And the trial that's coming before the judgment seat of God, there will be no success over without Jesus Christ being Lord and Savior. To go into God's courtroom, the attorney, the attorney must be your personal Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that comes before dealing with trials as a Christian. We must, you must be a Christian first. That's what the good news is about. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins according to the Scriptures. If I died for you, it would not satisfy God. But His own precious, sinless Son died for us all. And it satisfies Him for anyone here who does not know Jesus. I was talking about walking on the neighborhood to doorsteps and, you know, we, we hate rejection. And to know that there is guaranteed no rejection of you. You are already accepted if you will accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because He's done everything you need. You need nothing else but to trust Him. He doesn't need you. He doesn't need any goodness. We don't have any. He just needs you to trust Him by faith as Lord and Savior. That's a trouble that no one will ever get over on their own. The trouble of eternity separated from God. The very best people according to this world, according to the world's measure, will not be there. Because it's only in Jesus. And we're going to go to the Lord in a word of prayer right now. And I don't know what might be on your heart and on your mind tonight. We are a church that can be filled with trouble sometimes. And we never know what someone else is going through. Thank God for His word. Thank God for the help that we need, the total rearranging of our mindset and heart sometimes concerning our trials and our troubles. Let us bow to the Lord. Father God in heaven, we come before you tonight, Lord, and we thank you for giving this portion of your word to us. Lord, you don't just save us and leave us alone you save us and you're building us up and you're sanctifying us and you're making us identifiable as your people and you're doing it in many ways and one is through the trials that we go through in life. Lord, it's a spiritual indwelling an experience that's going to help us to be able to count it all joy when we fall into many different kinds of troubles. And Lord, we have, and you know all about them. And I thank you for what you want to do in the lives of all of us, your people. The help that you offer, the wisdom that you give, the patience that you work into our lives and the success that we can have in this fallen, sinful world. Your word says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I thank you we can claim your precious promises tonight. I'm going to thank you in advance for what you do to help Christians to stand tall when this world tries to cut us down. We give you glory tonight, Lord. We love you and praise you. We thank you for your eternal salvation in Jesus. And we pray these things in his name. Amen.